guys, I understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff. How does it tie in? You sound like a real nerd. I'm grooving. Now I'm going off on a rant. Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. So what happens if we win? I go back to France. I bring freedom to my people if I'm given the chance. We'll be with you when you do. Go, lead your man. I'll see you on the other side. Till we meet again. All right. It is another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast. Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am the executive editor of Channel Partners and Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always... The man we call Dolin Manuel Miranda of Channel Partners, our Director of Business Development, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> wow, Craig. I would say that's the first time I've probably heard that. There is no possible way that I have even a hint of the creativity that LM Squared, as I like to call them, has. But I- I'm guessing you're doing that because we might be starting with a personal danger. Am I correct? You are, sir. And I've seen you dance. Uh, you know, it might not be quite on that level of uh, the folks on Broadway, but, uh, you know, it's something. <laughs> it is. It, it gets worse every year as I get older and fatter. Uh, I used to actually have some moves back in the day, but uh, not Broadway-style moves. Uh, but at least I can pass at a wedding party or something like that moves. But anyway, what the people really kind of want to hear about, maybe, instead of definitely don't want to hear about... I actually had a fantastic weekend this past weekend with the family in New York City, Craig. New York City! (laughs) That's right. Uh, So we actually got to go see Hamilton on Broadway, which I have to tell everyone listening that if you haven't had a chance to see it, it is totally worth um, the wait, the money, the being spread out among the theater from your family because it's hard to get six tickets together. Because um, we went uh, with my immediate family, my wife and my two kids, and then also my in-laws, so father and mother-in-law. And so I actually sat by myself amongst uh, some very nice people that saw me laugh a lot, that actually saw me get a little misty at parts, Craig. I did. I did. It got sad at parts. And I was actually offered a tissue by a young couple next to me, which is kind of embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> definitely... Uh, Three hours, I would say, of the best entertainment, including football games, movies, plays that that I've ever seen. I mean, it was just that good. That's awesome. Uh, You know, I have not been to a Broadway play. I would would like to see one. Probably not my jam as far as, you know, being a regular at Broadway events, but uh, that one sounded like a good one. It was. uh, It was my first Broadway play ever. Uh, I've seen Broadway casts at the Kennedy Center here in D.C., but... Uh, first Broadway play, and, and wow, it was amazing. But let me tell you what else was amazing in New York City, buddy. The food. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you what, man. I uh, We did breakfast done right. We got there early and went to the Red Flame Diner. Uh, I had the Red Flame Omelet, which is basically eggs with a ton of different breakfast meats in it, of course. That's how I'd roll. <laughs> and uh, it was out of this world. And the coffee there, if you're in New York, the Red Flame, coffee is outstanding. I had like 10 cups. Oh, that sounds like great stuff, my friend. Uh, It was. It was a very, very good time. So that's enough about this personal deep dive. I'm sure we bored people enough already, or at least I have. Maybe we should get to a topic that I'm, uh, you know, really looking forward to talking about, and that is the recap of Channel Partners. All right, so we are going to officially close the book here on evolution, Kevin. I know you're chomping at the bit and can barely contain yourself, but first I want to make sure the five people still listening after your boring Broadway story 
Now, what's coming up on the show besides <laughs> the evolution wrap? Uh, all right, Craig. We've got another edition of Where in the World is Edward Gailey? That's right. Ed got us an interview at McAfee Empower in Las Vegas with Ken McRae, head of channel sales and operations for the Americas. So we're talking security, Kevin. Uh, Craig, don't you know that the whole point of where in the world is Edward Gately is trying to figure out where the person is? I mean, they did a whole book series and kids game show around it. Uh, whatever, Kevin. Do I look 10 years old to you? Well, no, you look about 80, but you definitely act 10. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Well, maybe the 80 thing. Also, our resident millennial James Anderson is back from gallivanting around the country. He got us an interview from the Tech Data Tech Select conference in Orlando and one with leaders from ScanSource and IntelliSys at IntelliSys Channel Connect a couple of weeks back in Monterey, California, Kevin. Wow, James Anderson doubling down on some interviews. Oh, yeah. um, Monterey, California, isn't that where they shoot Big Little Lies? Did James run into Reese Witherspoon or maybe even Nicole Kidman? <laughs> no, I don't think so. How about Meryl Streep, or as I affectionately know her as, the Streeper? <laughs> no, pretty sure he would have said something. I don't think he saw any of the actors from the show. So, anyway. Just so I have this straight, not Shailene Woodley or Zoe Deschanel either? Uh, first of all, isn't this my bit, the one I do on you all the time? You're stealing it. And secondly, get your facts straight. That's the wrong Zoe. It's Zoe Kravitz. I know, Craig. I'm just messing with you. I just wanted to know if... Are you going to go my way? I figured you've done that to me enough times that turnabout, my friend, is fair play. Uh, yeah, I suppose. All right, why don't we get into the evolution rap so I don't have to endure this nonsense any longer. <laughs> all right, Craig, let's do this. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you again to everyone that came out and partied with us in D.C. for Channel Partners Evolution. Of course, it just wasn't a party. There was education. There was networking. There were deals being made. I mean, these are, these are all great things, Craig. And let me hit you with a couple numbers. Are we ready for this? Are you ready for this? <laughs> well, I am, since I'm about to hit you with them, Craig. So, from an audience perspective, we had well over 2,800 attendees here in 2019. A big stat there is 52% of those 2,800 were with us for the first time, again, showing that we are evolving this audience uh, just like we're evolving the entire show, just like the channel is evolving. That's a lot of uses of evolving there, Craig. Uh, of those attendees, the 2,800, from a partner perspective, it was interesting to see that we pretty much had the same number of MSPs and MSSPs to agents and sub-agents. Uh, that is great to see because, as you know, we are differentiating between our Las Vegas show, our spring event, our flagship show, and Channel Partners Evolution, where Channel Partners Evolution is a little more IT-focused, a little more future-focused, where these agents are trying to get into digital services and break in there. And, of course, the MSPs and the MSSPs are all showing up. Craig, the Expo Hall was filled with top-notch exhibitors and sponsors. We had 87 exhibitors there at the show. Of those, 36 were there for the first time. Total sponsors and exhibitors, we had just under 130, another great number. And these were some of the top companies in the industry. Regarding that Expo Hall, Craig, 
we heard that a lot of great conversations were being had between partners and exhibitors. We do understand that the hours were maybe a little overextended. We experimented. There were some intricacies with the venue where we had to have the conference sessions on the show floor, so that led us to have longer hours. We understand that maybe the day was just a little too long, even though a lot of the exhibitors had a great experience. And so we're going to cut that down for you next time. Uh, just like we tell everyone on this podcast, you got to adapt and evolve based on client feedback. We're going to do the same. So you're going to see shorter floor hours moving forward. Uh, a little extended from where we were in the past to meet exhibitors where they wanted us to, but not quite as long as here. And I think it's just going to be awesome. And it was, it was just great to hear all the positive feedback from the level of a partner attendee, the level of conversations everyone was having with exhibitors. So just a lot of good things going on in D.C. a couple weeks ago, buddy. That was a great wrap, Kevin. Uh, my takeaways, I, I'd throw in a couple more there. I thought we had the best pre-conference by far we've ever had with sales and marketing expert Robin Robbins. She drew a great crowd. It was more than just the MSPs also that we were marketing it toward. We had a, a great selection of partners there. And overall, the content was really fantastic. I got a lot of great reaction to everything we had from the partner education sessions to the vendor education sessions to the keynotes. A lot of great information just about everyone in the crowd could at least take home a couple of nuggets that they could apply to their own business. So it was good stuff. Craig, absolutely right. And as you know, you and I got to open the MSP 501 Gala, which meant we also got to network with all those MSPs after the gala during the post reception. And talking to those MSPs, they all wanted to know more about our Las Vegas show. They had such a great experience at Evolution, and their positivity after that gala was just infectious. I'm really excited to see where we take this MSP audience and how we transition them into our Las Vegas event next spring. Absolutely. That gala and the Top Gun 51 awards dinner, two of the crown jewels of the event, truly. Had a good time at both of those. For sure, Craig. Well, that about wraps it up, Craig, for Evolution. And now, while ours is the biggest independent channel event of the fall, there are some other important events going on, believe it or not, and our editors have been all over the country covering them. Exactamundo, Kevin. And that means it's time for another edition of... Where in the world is... Edward Gately. You spoiled the surprise earlier, Craig, but our own Edward Gately is at the McAfee event in Vegas talking with company execs and partners. Here he landed a big interview with McAfee Channel boss Ken McRae. Take it away, Ed. Hi, this is Edward Gately, news editor with Channel Partners Online and Channel Futures, and I'm here with Ken McRae, McAfee's head of channel sales and operations for the Americas. How are you, Ken? Uh, Ed, I'm doing well. Doing well. Enjoying the conference and appreciate the time to sit down with you today. Definitely. Okay, a year ago when we met, you were starting the process of building a new partner program What's the status of that? I hear a new program is going to be coming in 2020. That's correct. The name of the new program is Impact, and the program will launch uh, in Q1 of 2020. And from the, 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 the feedback based on our partner advisory uh, members and additional partners that we've talked to, they, they seem to like what we've done, what we've put together in, in rebuilding the program. Okay. So what's been the process for shaping the new program? That's a great question. The process started with feedback from our partners. Um, we've received feedback over the last uh, 12 months on what partners were looking for in a program. And, and we've taken that feedback, distilled it down to what really matters, and made sure that we built a program where the program recognized the partner's commitment to McAfee. So partners who lead with McAfee 
will definitely benefit greatly from the program. The, the program had to have elements of, of training that align to our corporate strategy. The partners will see that everything that we do in the partner program singularly aligns to what the company is doing. That was very big. And then the partner will, will reward them through benefits such as rebates once they complete some of the training. So we're very excited about where we're going with the program. Kind of answer my next question a little bit. How is it going to be different than the current program? Is it, a lot, is it going to be a lot different from what's now in place? It is. It's going to be a lot different because what we're going to do is our focus areas, our focus product areas, as you heard from the, from the conference, Unify, Cloud Edge, uh, you know, Envision, uh, Investigator, Envision Insight, what we've done is those particular products will be highlighted in the program. Our uh, Envision CASB, our cloud solution will be highlighted in the program. So partners who focus on where we're going strategically will gain greater benefits. The program today is very generic and it doesn't reward partners for aligning to our strategy. Convergence is a really big issue in the channel, in the partner community. Does convergence come into play in this program as far as there's kind of a, you know, a gelling of partner type, not strictly reseller, and also looking more into services, that kind of thing. Is that playing a role? I will tell you the, the difference in the program now, the partner can decide which path they want to go. So if you're a traditional VAR partner, you can go down that path based on your business model. If you're a partner who defines themselves as a service provider, you can go down that path. So we left it up to the partner as opposed to McAfee saying, you need to do this, you need to be certified in this area. So we know what's happening in the industry, but we felt that let's leave it up to the partner to make that decision. We shouldn't be telling them that. We are going to stress the, our focus areas, but it's up to the partner to, to decide which path they take. And you also touched on this as far as um, how partner input came into play. Could you want to elaborate a little bit more about is, is a lot of the new program based on exactly what you've heard, what you heard from partners? It is. It is. I would say if, from a percentage standpoint, it's probably 75-25. 75% of it is what we were told, and whether it was focus groups, whether it was surveys, whether it was our, our partner advisory meetings, or, or whether it was just simple conversations. And then the other 25% is we looked at, we went back and looked at other partner programs. And based on what partners said to us, these programs have been successful, these programs have helped them be successful. We looked at that also. I think we've come to a place where we like what we've put together, now it'll be the partner voting once it's launched to, to say that the program actually works and drives their business. What's left as far as um, completing the new program leading up to, I guess, the, the launch day? We are in a position where we're ready to go. We're socializing it now. We're talking about it with our partners, mm -hmm. and we're giving them a view of the program today. We had a meeting today with the partner community, uh, and we showed them the new program holistically. So there's nothing holding us up. We're ready to go. And then now um, on to Empower, there were a lot of new innovations, a lot of technologies, new yeah. technologies released here. What are you maybe some examples of how those are going to like you know benefit? How those going to help partners with their customers? Uh, this is a question I'm really excited about because when you think about a partner who has a managed service, if they lean into our McAfee EDR technology and they layer in their own services and then add their unique value to their customer, We're, this is a game changer for us with the partner community. If partners look at our, the McAfee uh, Envision Investigator and Envision Insights, 
Think about all that knowledge they can then present to their customer. It elevates their relationship with their customer. And if you're a managed service partner and you can show your customer how the unification of the technology is actually working across their environment, this makes the partner a, a lot smarter and it also makes the customer a lot happier. I'm really excited to see what we're doing in terms because we're sharing information. And I think that's the, that's the unique thing about McAfee. We, we've opened up the platform and we said we can't do it on our own. And, and that extends itself not just to ISVs, but even the partner community. There are partners out there who, who write their own code, write their own technology, and they now can complement what they've done in, in, in their environments with their customers because we've opened up the technology. I'm excited about it. Does a lot of these innovations, technologies, and else, do they give McAfee partners a competitive advantage? I think so because the competitive advantage is you're now using what you do. And Optiv, for example, and, and Optiv is one, probably one of our top partners in security. Optiv is recognized in security. Imagine what what an Optiv executive can now talk about across their customer base, the complementary technologies that they have leading with McAfee, and then layering on their own technology. We've had a couple of conversations with Optiv. I'm actually excited that you talk with them because I believe that what they're going to do with our technology will, will be game-changing because it will actually bring to bear the automation, orchestration, the things that we keep talking about. I think, I think gone are the days where manufacturers can, can say that they do that. Customers are now holding us accountable. And I think our partners who build a unique strategy around our technology will be head and shoulders above their competition. And then now as we wrap up Empower, what are you hoping that partners can learn and make use from it? But also we got a big year ahead with the new partner program and that, that kind of thing coming up. Yeah, I would tell you the, the, the first thing I need partners to do is digest what the messaging is today, right? And, and whether that's defined as what did I take from the conference? I also want partners to go back and look at their database of McAfee customers and then take a look at how they can, how they can, as we said a few minutes ago, take their technology and layer that on top of the McAfee technology and expand the portfolio across their current customers. Let's go back and, and make their current customers a lot more secure. So let's let's put together an optimization strategy that works in their current customer base, and then they can expand that to other customers. Okay, but is there anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to add? I, I think the message that I like to leave partners with is, we and over the last five years under Chris's leadership, we are not the legacy antivirus endpoint company. We're a device to cloud company and we've got a portfolio, we've got a platform, we've got a mission to just improve the entire cyber experience and it's pretty exciting. Think about the fact that this leadership team has delivered on what they said. Our partners can take advantage of that in their own environment with their complementary technology. I think that's huge. Okay, well, really appreciate you talking to me, Kim. No, thank you. Outstanding stuff there. McAfee has been a big name in security for years, Craig, and it sounds like it's full speed ahead for them. Absolutely, and thanks to Ed, we learned a lot about McAfee's channel program. Some great stuff from Edward Gailey. Ed never disappoints, my friend. Nope. You know, security, Craig, is going to be a big topic at Channel Evolution Europe, our inaugural, inaugural, uh, first ever channel event in Europe. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> it's happening in London, December 2nd and 3rd. 
This is truly exciting stuff, Kevin. We know the channel is global, and as the homepage of the Channel Evolution Europe website says, customers who once needed an array of costly on-premises hardware and packaged software now commonly choose the cloud for those same services. That change brings new opportunities for channel resellers who can pivot their business models to focus on digital services and maximize a monthly recurring revenue stream. Well, that is most certainly all true, Craig. That's the best you could do? Reading straight off the Evolution Europe homepage? Look, man, I'm tired. We've got a new puppy in the house. Doing my best here to live up to my place alongside you in the rectangle of mediocrity. First, I'm really excited to hear all about the new puppy. No doubt our second personal deep dive of the podcast. But you talk about Evolution Europe. This is a great opportunity for us as a brand our sponsors and exhibitors, and for the partners who are going to attend the event. Speaking of those sponsors and exhibitors, we're expecting at least 35 or more of them. This is going to be a more intimate, just a quick two-day conference focused with some light trade show fare on the side there with a side of trade show. Speaking of those sponsors and exhibitors, we're expecting 35 plus of the top in the industry to be on site with us in London for this two-day event. It is going to be a little more intimate. We're expecting 300 total MSPs, resellers, agents, and of course those vendors. Of those 300, maybe 200, a little more than 200 will be the partners themselves. We're expecting top level executives from these partner companies C-level, VP, executive CP, president, general manager. Those are the types of partners we're recruiting to come to the show, Craig. I mean, it's going to be across the board, just like our events here in the States. You're going to have a lot of MSPs. You're going to have your resellers. You're going to have your agents. So it should definitely be a good time for all involved out there. You know that we're going to bring the food, and you know we're going to bring the networking events, and you know the education, which will include tracks on technology innovation and business strategy, will be top-notch. Yeah, and be sure to keep an eye on the Channel Evolution Europe website as uh, we're getting a lot of that finalized as we speak, and uh, you'll be able to check that out. Also, the all-new European Partner 51 Awards, Kevin. We're expanding our awards programs with yet another. This one's going to honor, you guessed it, 51 of the top European partners in the business. Craig, I think we should quickly adopt British accents and see if we can actually be involved in the European Partners 51. We have no luck here being part of the rectangle of mediocrity, but maybe in the EU we have a chance? I don't know. Well, they don't know us over there, so <laughs> maybe we do have a shot. That's exactly what I was going to say. Our reputation will not precede us over there. <laughs> this uh, thing that we do here, this podcast, you, you can't hear it on the internet over there, can you? I really hope not, otherwise we're in big <laughs> trouble. Okay, Craig, we've been talking about events all podcast long. Our resident millennial, James Anderson, theme song, please. We are, we Is just back from Tech Data Tech Select. Say that five times fast. The conference for the distributor's top partners, and he's got an interview for us with Joe Qualia. Tech Data's President of the Americas. James, let's do this! Hey Joe, do you mind just starting by fleshing out a little bit of Tech Data's strategy? Yeah, sure James. Um, you know, we're really excited about how the market's been responding to a strategy that we rolled out uh, almost two years ago. And basically it has four pillars. Um, it's to invest in next generation capabilities to help our partners accelerate in third uh, generation technologies. Uh, the second is to strengthen our portfolio of 
OEMs, vendors, and customers, uh, as well as our global footprint, as well as um, strengthening our portfolio around digital transformation and our ability to transform internally, but also to help the, the market transform digitally uh, externally. So we basically have set these four pillars, and as a result of those four pillars and the execution of them, uh, we look at next generation advancement of capabilities and growth to be perhaps the next real uh, dimension of growth in the market over the next you know three to five years. And so our ability to improve our capabilities, uh, our ability to uh, improve our skills and help partners and enable them uh, better, faster than they can do themselves, we think will serve us in our growth around next generation technologies. And in our movement uh, and stated strategy to move to higher value, uh, one of the areas that we've been extremely successful with is our ability to serve the small medium business partner. Think about small medium business part channel partners representing the thousands, the masses of partners that we serve, not just in the US but globally. And it's a very difficult channel because there's so many of them. And uh, what Tech Data has been able to do very successfully is invest in the, the, the practice, the people, the processes, the IT systems, the coverage model uh, to offer a value proposition to not just one, two, ten, or a hundred partners, but to the thousands. And uh, this community has responded very well to that capability and service level and have, um, we've enjoyed four years of double-digit growth uh, and we, we believe that we're just getting started there. So um, really solid execution, really solid, solid opportunity. And when you put the strategy uh, alongside the diversity of our portfolio, I think it creates a, a whole new opportunity for tech data that will serve us for many years to come. Great, is there anything else you wanna add before we close? I would say that um, you know the one thing that we're going we're to continue to um, invest our time and energy and people around is really around that simplification of this complexity that exists in our IT channel. As innovation continues to accelerate, it creates opportunities, but it also creates a vast amount of complexity. Our job as a solutions aggregator is to reduce that complexity and make it simpler for our OEMs to bring their solutions to the market, as well as easier for our uh, channel partners and resellers to consume technology on their way to end users. And Tech Data is investing significantly in reducing that complexity and making it easier for us to serve the markets um, that we serve. And uh, we're going we're gonna to continue to do that, and we're excited about the advancements we're making there. Thanks for sharing a little bit about Tech Data's strategies. Uh, good chatting with you this week. Sounds good, James. Thanks. Craig, more great stuff from James and Joe Qualia. They're at Tech Data's Tech Select event. Now, we mentioned James had a second interview for us. I don't want to waste much time getting into it, Kevin, and you're going to see why. It's sort of one of those lightning round type things. This one is with ScanSource CEO Mike Barr and IntelliSys President Jay Bradley from IntelliSys Channel Connect a couple weeks back. So since it's a quick one, should we put him on the clock? Ah, I see what we're doing here. Bringing back another segment of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. A quick shot. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Here we go, Kevin. One minute with the resident millennial, James Anderson. Let's see if he can get her done. Start the clock now. 
Mike and Jay, could you give us uh, just a brief rundown of what your main message to partners is here at Channel Connect? Yes, uh, this is an opportunity for us once a year to get in front of a huge contingent of our partners, sales partners and supplier partners. And the main message that we were trying to get across was we believe so much in the opportunity that we're investing even more money, people, technology, resources of all kinds because we're at the early stages of this opportunity to sell cloud, convergence, this whole idea of digital transformation is everywhere. And we want the partner community to know that we have everything they need. And if we don't, they just need to ask us and our team will provide it. And let me back that up. I mean, Mike's message has been really great throughout this event and really all along. If you were in the room yesterday, you saw we played the clip um, of the uh, video that we did three years ago, talking about the acquisition and, and what our partners can expect. And the investment part of it was a big part of that message. You know, we're gonna invest and grow this thing. We think the opportunity is that great. So I would just second what Mike said, that we have 225 people that are in the service business. And our whole job, um, every single heartbeat at Intellisys is about helping our partners grow. That's what it always comes down to. We wake up thinking about our partners. We wake up thinking about their business. We wake up thinking about their families and their private schools, and their college tuition. And our job is to help them grow. And we're passionate about it. We love it. All right, big credit there to James for bringing us back two interviews from his travels. And to be perfectly frank, and my name isn't Frank, so it's not easy for me. <laughs> this guy went above and beyond the call of duty. He certainly did, Craig. And I can see by pumping up James, you're trying to distract me from the fact that this was your turn to set up the interviews for the podcast. And instead, you relied on Ed and James to do the work for you. Hey, if it works. Meantime, before we go, why don't you tell us all about that new puppy of yours, big gal? Oh, yeah, he's a cutie. We adopted him when he was eight weeks old here at the very end of September. He's keeping me pretty busy, as you can imagine, Labradoodle Kevin, so he doesn't uh, do all that shedding, and, and we're not allergic to him, so that's good. But uh, right now he likes to chew on my ankles just as much as he does his toys. So he's a handful, but he's going to be a great dog. Oh, that sounds amazing, Craig. Louis the first, yes, if you will. Yes, Louis. <laughs> yes, and and if you want to, you know, maybe play that Louie Louie song with him, if you get a YouTube video of you dancing with him to that, I guarantee you that would go viral. <laughs> it probably would. Yeah, regarding the ankle eating, you know, maybe if you stop rubbing that baking cream on him, uh, he'll probably stop. That's what got me to stop biting ankles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that might in fact help. Uh, I don't know why I did that, but uh, <laughs> maybe that wasn't so smart. Uh, meantime, Kevin, you know what Louie would say right now if he were on this podcast? What's that, Craig? Oh, great. Now Louie's digi all of a sudden taking my spot on the marquee. He would say, if you would like to check out the archives of Coffee with Craig and Kevin, you can find us on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts. Just type Channel Partners Online into the search bar. Of course, you can always find us on the flagship ChannelPartnersOnline.com. Wow, unlike me, Louis certainly learns fast, Greg. So long, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we hope to catch you next time. Catch you on the flip side.